Hi, and welcome to the Imaginal Podcast. This is a place that protects and explores what we need to actualize our uniqueness. And like the caterpillar, it carries its butterfly blueprint in its imaginal cells all the way to the chrysalis and then melts into liquid before it transforms. We too have an inner knowing that can tell us how to make our wings. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Sauce. How are you this week? How is life treating you? What is new? I hope that you're having a good week. I'm definitely sending my best spring wishes your way. And today, as promised, Stephen Page is back. We are looking at the obstacles, the enjoyment, the purpose, and balance of goal pursuit. And he will be sharing through the lens of his journey getting his master's in business administration, which was started last week. And while you can listen to them out of order, it might make more sense even to hear last week's episode first. Not mandatory, but if you want, hop back over to last week's episode and listen to it. And this one, we just pick up on his story, focusing on different aspects of it as he just shares more of his historical timeline. And always, I want to note that when you hear someone's story, sometimes we find ourselves in the stories of one another, and it brings us together in some sort of sameness and camaraderie and support. And whether your path is one that involves a school pursuit or something totally different, Stephen and I think that the human spirit and aspects such as these things can be found similarly. And in this particular story, Stephen had to hustle a bit, a lot. He really had to pull on some muscles of resilience and manage many things. And he offers some really practical ways to get through times that can be busier than normal. And just to say that sometimes we have to manage seasons that are like that. And at other times, we may not prefer that lifestyle. And so whatever it is that you are finding for yourself right now, we definitely honor and support whatever your own knowingness is leading you toward. And if this is one of the first times you're visiting with us, I'm so glad you're here, and feel free to check out some of the other episodes that might tap into some more tender territory, some more vulnerable places. We want to cover different aspects, different parts of the human experience and expressing yourself in your life. And so you'll find some episodes that are funnier and some that are maybe more tear-inducing. They're kind of all over the board. Some silly, some raw, just whatever it is that makes up this human experience. When we break the fourth wall and show ourselves, I think there is some beauty in those places where we can be more unguarded. So welcome to the podcast. Whether you're new or whether you're an OG, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, my voice cracked. <laughs> Here is my conversation with Stephen Page. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Stephen Page again. Hi, everybody. And Stephen and I are con 
continuing our conversation from last week. And what we're going to talk about today as he continues his story about getting his MBA, his master's in business administration, is what do you do when you come across obstacles? So I talked a little bit about the beginning and and getting into that first class or that first immersion. But understand, unlike when you're an undergraduate and when you first go to college, usually you're just a college student. And maybe you you may have a job, you may not, depending on your financial situation. But as a grad school student, um, especially one who's getting a master's in business administration, usually for some people, they go back to school full time. They have the ability to do that. Most others don't, right? They do it part-time or like me, I did it online. And so you have a full-time job and then you're also going to school and doing these other things. And so, uh, and then do you have life that's along with that too, right? There's a few of my classmates that had young children that were, you know, five and six that were dealing with school, dealing with work and dealing with their children, right? Mm -hmm. And juggling all those things at the same time. So the journey will, will test you, you will get work. And for me, I don't have any children but I had my full-time job. I was doing school and then I did a business on the side all at the same time. Wow. And so one of the things you have to understand and be one mindful of your time and be a good time manager. There's also things you have to do to make sure that you keep yourself balanced, right? Mm -hmm. People talk about that work-life balance, but sometimes that work-life balance, you don't have life, you just have work. And in my case, I had three different works, right? I had the work of my regular job. I had the work of school, which was literally 25 hours a week, at least. So a part-time job. And then I had my business on the side that took me, you know, different places and had me doing different things. And so finding those days, not even days, those moments where you can just say, let me take a breath. Let me take a pause. Let me get my head clear. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was recently uh, hearing something from Colby Bryant talking about, you know, I, I get up early and meditate every single day. Then I could, I'm able to handle anything else going on in the day, whether it was something I knew about or not, but I still um, I have that meditation to build off of for whatever happens during the day. That's what Kobe Bryant said? That was what Colby Bryant did. Oh, right? amazing. Uh-huh. And so for me, part of that meditation was, you know, keeping up with my workouts, right? I had a yoga practice that I did once a week with this one amazing yoga teacher. And I would religiously make sure I would make that class every single week, right? Mm-hmm. Because that helped me get my mind focused, you know, on something other than work and with school and my other business. So I can just like, okay, so now I can, I can have a clear mind and go back to, okay, so now what do I need to work on? What do I need to focus on? For me, it was yoga. It was also doing some other workout, but it was also, you know, you know me, I'm a music person. It was also listening to music. And so making sure that I had those times in the day that I got some enjoyment out of day, whether that be listening to some music or doing my yoga or whatever that practice, whatever that meditation is for your mind. What did that give you? Do you think? To me, it helped me stay focused Mm. on what it is I needed to do or what it is I needed to accomplish that day, that week. It also helped me building my relationships with the people around me so that they knew, Hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, what's going on with me. So if there's something that I'm, I might reach out to you for some help, you know, please understand I'm coming from this space. I may not, I may be shorter than I normally am because I'm not, I I'm, I'm under a time constraint because um, I'm trying to be most efficient with my time and letting those people around you, whether it's your spouse, your friends or whatever, um, the people you come in contact with, let them know your situation so they can help you. 
right? Because one of the things about this life is we are humans as social creatures. We don't get through this life alone, right? And the more that you ask for help from folks and and you let them know your situation, more than likely, the more that they'll be willing to give it to you. I want to just really quick add in that you also help others. That is in your DNA. You see needs, you see things that people might be going through and you are so aware and so at the ready to help. So as you, I'm sure, ask for help, I know that you likewise did that for others. I just want to say that for the record. (laughs) Um, We are social creatures. It's so touching. Yeah, we're social creatures. And so part of the mind and people are like, are your left brain or right brain? And what does that make your analysis or your creative person, whatever? Some folks have what they call writer's block where they can't, what their creative mind is stop working. It doesn't, it's not functioning. They, they can't keep being creative with that kind of, for whatever the reason, whether it be something happened in their personal life, something that happened a long time ago, something that's happened recently, whatever it is, right? Helping you get into that space where you can be back to where you think you should be, whether it be working a model or working a, a business model or doing a, a, an engineering model or doing an art project. You have to have, you have to tap into that something in your mind that says, okay, so how do I want to look at this? How do I want to, how do I want to phrase it? How do I want to place it? How do I want to set, set it up? So it makes, it makes more sense to anybody else I'm doing this with. Right. And you need sometimes that space to just breathe. Mm-hmm. Just take those 10 deep breaths. People are like, ah, oh, it doesn't make any dad. That's, that's hocus pocus. Like, no, when you try it, when you're upset, when they tell you, your parents tell you, okay, sit down and take a deep breath and then take another and then take another. And then after about five or six, the child's back being calm, right? Because they've taken time to focus on themselves and not the, um, the incident that's got them all upset or whatever their mindset was, right? And so understanding how to take that, let me take that deep breath or that two deep breaths or that 10 deep breaths. And then let me clear my mind and okay, now, I can be focused on, okay, so now what do I need to do? Yes. And some of the work that we do, I I shouldn't even call it work. Some of the things that we talk about in coaching sessions has to do with those spaces where you're feeling resistance or writer's block or whatever, afraid to apply for a particular position or school or whatever. And who knows what's in that space? There's some message in that resistance. And whether that's exhaustion, I need some balance or I'm grieving over something, or I'm not in alignment with my values. There's some sort of intelligence oftentimes in that space. And I love what you're saying about breathing, giving your room to breathe, your breathing, your embodiment of breathing, also giving that space, giving that concept, giving whatever it is a chance to breathe and balance. In balance. And so going to the the second immersion where it was like, literally, I'm at, I'm at the first immersion. It's like, oh, wait. The time for the second version has started. Oh, let me get I'm literally in a break, went back up to my room, got back on my computer. I was 86 out of 90 to get what signed is- up for that next immersion because you have to sign up for them months ahead of time, right? In this case, six months. So the next one was in June. So it worked out for me that they were in between each quarter. But how my immersions went is I did an immersion and then did two quarters and then did another immersion, which is in July, in August, which was going to Brussels, did two more quarters that puts me in December that San Francisco, two more quarters into Madrid, two more quarters, I graduated. Wow. And so, and it just so happened that the places I wanted to go were every two quarters, right? 
There were a couple other merchants that I didn't get to go on that would have been pretty cool. They went to China one time um, in oh, September, kidding. which was like, uh, I've already, at, at the point they went to China, I'd already been on four. So I was like, I can't, I'm not going to get any more credit for it. So I don't, you know, and in that time I was too busy with something else anyway. I couldn't have gone. Um, the summer after I graduated, they went to Kenya. So those are the only two oh. immersions I would have liked to have gone on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I can't complain. I went to, two, I went to Europe twice and I went to New York and went to San Francisco. I, neither of which I can complain about. But understanding the balance that you do to understand, okay, so what do I need to do? You know, I, I got through that marketing class, which I was really definitely afraid of and, and ended up being, hey, this wasn't that bad. This was actually, this wasn't that bad. I still don't want to work in marketing, but I, I, get, I get better the concept of it now. And going through some other classes, uh, an IT class that I went through, which was really inspirational for me, having a read of this one book that was written by uh, somebody who, who, who had come to an IT position after being in operations. And realizing that my Fortune 500 company that I'm working for had made all the mistakes in the book in the last six months, right? IT, really quick. IT, uh, information technology. These are the folks that the computers, your network, your how your information flows back and forth, your email system, all that stuff. That's all IT. That's all information technology. Or the old version, they would call it MIS, Management of Information Systems, right? That's mm-hmm. the old term. IT is the new term. But either one. It's the folks who are manning and mining and making sure your computer network and all those things are working, accurate. Um, they're not getting hacked by everybody that you think you're hearing about now. Um, that's, the, that's that group of folks. Important. Thank you. It's important for yeah. pretty much a good portion of the business that work today. Um, and business, it's also healthcare. It's also you know anything that, deal, anything that deals with any kind of data. That's IT who helps man, the, your information technology folks to help manage that information for you. Awesome. Right. So it's understanding those kind of things. So when you are, um, to me, you know, getting to that place where you're about to reach that goal, you're just about there, right? You know, I, I remember doing my last set of, oh, wait, this is my last set of classes I have to put up for. Um, this is, mm-hmm. I, I don't have to register for any more classes. I'm done now. Or this is my last spring break as a college student. You know, what's that look like, right? And actually that last spring break, I went with a friend and we went to Vail and went skiing. Oh, awesome. Which is, which is pretty cool. But understanding how I'm about to not be a costume any longer. I, I'm, I'm about to reach my goal. And what does that mean? And one of the things about reaching your goal is, okay, now you need to set another goal, but, you know, you have to celebrate that, right? right. You, got the, you got where Absolutely you need to be. Right. You have to celebrate that, right? Mm-hmm. And so my celebration for graduating, I literally planned it like, 11 months ahead of time, because 11 months ahead of time from the day I graduated, I had purchased tickets to see a play in New York. No, yes. That play in (laughs) New York. Speaking my language right now. That play in New York was Hamilton. That was my graduation gift to myself Mm, was going mm. back to New York because that's where my, my MBA career started. It started with an immersion to New York. And so after graduation, I hopped on a hop on a plane and went from DC up to New York, spent a couple of days in Midtown and went to a play and had dinner with one of my classmates at a very cool Cuban restaurant. And then we went to the play and it was in, and I got to see the Met and some other things, you know, cause I'm a, in, a museum guy person as well, but that was my graduation gift. You have to celebrate those things. Hey, you, you put in the work, you need to celebrate it and say, Hey, you know, I got this. I did it. I accomplished my goal. It doesn't mean you stop. It means you got to where you actually wanted to be. And now what's next? And so part of getting to the goal is understanding the journey you took to get there. 
whether that be in my case, you know, getting told no twice and getting told no twice was the best thing for me because I actually got to go someplace which was a better fit for me and be interfacing with people that I still talk to today. You know, I graduated, you know, how many years ago now? It's like eight, four years ago. And some of those people I still talk to on a regular basis because it's part of going back to school and getting a master's in business administration is the network that you glean from that. And you do that by being personable, being respectful, being genuine and making relationships with people like you did when you were in school. Somebody told me once that you learned everything you need to learn about in life in the kindergarten. And for those folks who are not in the States, kindergarten is that first part of school that you go to before they start putting you into grades, right? You're usually about four or five years old, right? But you learned everything you need to learn about life in kindergarten. Play nice with each other, share things with folks. Don't talk bad about me. Don't pull anybody's hair. Don't, you know, don't do anything mean people, but you learned all that stuff in kindergarten. That's how you learned how to be, make and keep friends by treating people like the way you wanted to be treated. And that has one of those things that it, it follows you the rest of your life. You have good friends that you treated well, they stay with you. There are things that you have that, that there's, there's seasons for things. We, we know we go through four seasons. We've just finished winter. We're now into, you know, into spring in some places in the United States because it's still, they're still getting winter storms and that kind of stuff. But the seasons change, right? And some people you have for a lifetime and some people you have for a season, right? And it's no fault of you or them. It's just things change. And that's the nature of life. And the question that you have to do along that journey is how do you enjoy that journey and enjoy the things that you have put in front of you to your, your goals, your accomplishments? but also enjoy the people that you're around and you're with and that they're taking the journey with you. One thing that is so powerful, Stephen, is hearing, first of all, your outlook at the very outset when you were getting your first rejection to that first college, that first university that said no, and then picturing you in New York City at Hamilton and celebrating your graduation and seeing that arc and then knowing that along the way you had so many enriching experiences and relationships, et cetera, like you were just saying, how do you think you've changed? I don't know if you can look at the beginning and think of then who you were after that. Do you have a sense? I think the sense I have now is some of the things I always knew about how things worked in terms of business-wise which I'm like, you know, when I get an MBA, I'll be able to, you know, I'll be, I'll be able to learn something new. And because it took me so long to get back to school, some of the things I knew, I already knew got confirmed, right? It was a confirmation mm-hmm. of this. You were, you were thinking this and yes, that's what it is in practice or what it is in theory. You, you've seen it in practice. Now you have the theory to back up the practice. Mm-hmm. It's giving me the ability to have a more open mind about talking to somebody about what they're doing and what their business is and learning, okay, what are you doing? What do you want to do? And how can I help you get better? We started this before the cameras were rolling, so to speak. Um, and I showed you a shirt that I just got mm-hmm. from a movie that basically helped me pick my major in undergrad. The movie is called Trading Places. It's a movie about a guy on the street and a guy who's a managing director of a commodities broker who it's a kind of a Wall Street type job. And the two guys that are running the company made a bet to see, you know, can we take this guy who's off the street, who doesn't have, you know, he's, we think is pretty sharp, but doesn't have all the, you know, 
didn't go to the prep school and didn't go to an Ivy League school. Can he run this business as well as the guy that we hire that does? And can this guy end up worse off than the guy who's on the street? And that was the bet. And the bet was a dollar. Oh, really? I haven't seen the movie. We'll have to link it. The bet was a dollar. Um, and so the shirt is Duke and Duke Commodities Brokers. It's the name of the company that these, these two old men work for. And you know, the story is really about, hey, is it nature? Is it in the genes that this guy was successful? Because it was in his genes. His parents were successful. He's going to be successful. Or was it in, not that his genes had it, but his, was it because of his environment? Because he had gone to a prep school and then Ivy League school after that and, you know, was coddled through this whole thing that he's successful. And it does, what, what really is the bet here, right? And so what they, you know, the one guy who bet on, you know, we take this guy because we think he's sharp and he's running our company better than the other guy did who had all this, you know, this, he had the genes. And the whole point of the story is, you know, people, if you give them the opportunity, they can show you amazing things. Oh, Right. And it's not just, oh, wait, well, this person came from this background. Well, it doesn't matter what background you came from. It's what kind of character you have, what kind of person you want to be. How do you go about treating people or connecting to folks or using your creative abilities to showcase the talent that you have inside of you? And contribute. Yeah, contribute. And and contribute Mm. to society, to uh, your community. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what people, gravitate towards, you know, you have a vision of, I want to do this. And I think I can, I can do this better than anybody else. And you get people to believe that you can do this and they believe that, Hey, you know what? I think you're right. I think you can do this too. And here's my piece of how I'm going to help you get where you, where your goal is. And so we have a goal of doing X, right? Whether that be starting a brand new startup company, whether that be, you know, I'm going to change the way that people, you know, go from one place to the next, right? In the case of Uber. Or mm-hmm. lift. I'm going to change the way the car industry works in the case of Tesla. They don't have dealerships like, like pretty much everybody else does. You go into a mall and order your car and you wait six months and it comes. <laughs> right? And, I mean, the dealerships can do that too, but that's not their normal model, but it is for Tesla and it's working, right? You know, it's looking at those things that say, you know what, how can we make whatever we're doing today better? And having the vision and having the drive and having the help to get you there. In my case, I had help getting getting an MBA, had some help. I had help from the people I was working with because both of them gave me references. I had help from my family because for one reason or another, my mom ended up with um, a, a, a number of funds that said, okay, so you're going to school where you're going, right? And I had to decide, was I going to law school? Was I going to business school, right? And that, tra- you know, in talking to, to my friends who, have law degrees, one from Howard in DC, one from Harvard in Boston, another from another school out here in California, and saying, what do you guys think? Right? And them knowing me, you know, I think that the 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 person who's known me the least was 20 years of that group of people I asked. So they've known me for a long time. And so asking them about, hey, how what do you guys think? And getting their opinion and, and their help me making my decision about what I should do and where I should go. And where I should go, you know, that decision made itself. And I'm happy as a clam. I, I literally two weeks ago saw the president of my university was out here and the dean of the business school was out here too, along with, I got to meet an associate dean of the law school and it's dean of communications because people said, you need to meet Stephen. You need to talk to Stephen. Stephen's a good person. You need to, you need to connect with him. 
right? People that were there that knew me from other things said, this is a good guy. He's a, he's a person that has good character. You need to connect with him, right? And I was, I was flattered and humbled by that person's um, respect that he gave to me, right? And that's because of the relationship I have with that person. Because we are social creatures. Because we are social creatures. In this journey, you honor yourself and you honor others. And that you brought yourself to the fore. And when there were obstacles, you balanced them. Mm -hmm. And and also were able to surrender at times when you needed to and move forth into sort of um, modes of resilience when needful as well. But all the while, you were so mindful of life and the importance of it, the value of it, and have honored uh, not only the people that you were traveling with on this journey, but also your mom and your dad. I think we might talk more about this in coming episodes. Yep. But um, Stephen, thank you. This is a gorgeous story. What are last words for? Last words. Um, uh, figure out those things that make you happy. Keep hold of them. Sometimes you're not going to be able to get to them as much as you want to. But remember that you do have them and that they are things that you can hold on to as you're going through the journey. And those obstacles, they can be obstacles that, that, that you have to fight over or they can be opportunities for you to get around. It's up to you and how you look at it. Beautiful. Thank you. Where can people connect with you? Uh, email address, and there'll, there'll be a link for the, the website in the, in the notes. Uh, but the email address, S as in Sam, B as in boy, P-A-I-G-E, S-B page, 007. And yes, I'm a Bond fan at hotmail.com. <laughs> I'm at Lori Sase on Instagram, L-O-R-I-S-A-S-E, and my website, laurisase.com. And Stephen is going to be back actually quite soon. So we won't say goodbye, but we'll say have a great week to everyone. I suppose. Yeah. Yes. Have a great week. <laughs> Obviously. I'm like, you're like, no, don't have a great week. Of course, everyone have a great week. Have we'll a great week. We'll soon. see you next time. <laughs>